Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. Thirteen hours, right? Yeah, so it'll be fourteen from now. Thirteen from when we get off the air. That's, I got to tell you, man. What what's more depressing? The fact that it's pitch pitch dark outside, or or that? I'm not I'm not really sure. Also, we can't wait to bring you countdown to kickoff tomorrow morning at eight a.m. Eastern time. It's going to be awesome I'm talking Super Wild Card Saturday in the National Football League. Uh, got a great sixty minutes planned for you. Our pal Matt Moore is going to join us in just a second. Uh, we will give you all our bets, side and total. Super Wild Card Weekend in the National Football League coming up in a little bit. We'll take a couple more of your favorite football bets for the weekend from the YouTube and the Twitch chats coming up later this hour. And uh, NBA and NHL bets for tonight as well. But joining us right now, the aforementioned, the great, one of our favorites, the awesome, the legendary, the sensational, the wonderful, the terrific, Matt Moore. Uh, from the Action Network on Twitter at HP Basketball, the Buckets Podcast. And be sure to check out the Action Network uh, app and actionnetwork.com. Matt's got a bunch of columns right now in advance of uh, the NBA trade deadline, talking NBA trade talks, how it impacts the betting markets. Uh, NBA trade deadline, by the way, less than a month away, coming up on February 8th. Matt, welcome back. And also, Matt, uh, a very uh, concerned Chiefs fan ahead of tomorrow night's game against the Miami Dolphins. Matt joins us here on the show. Matt, welcome back. Nick and Ken. Uh, happy Super Wild Card Weekend. How's it going? Good, man. I bought short ribs to put in the, sh- in the slow cooker tomorrow. Uh, I've got a big meal plan. I always cook on Wild Card Weekend. It's my favorite thing. I spend two days doing short ribs on Saturday, chili on Sunday. Uh, going to be a great weekend of football. I'll be watching basketball, betting that as well. It's a good time. Good time of the year. So Matt's stomach on Monday will not be for the uh, Eagles and the Bucks game. Might be a, Might be... Not a pretty picture, but the two days in the meantime, they're going to be electric. It sounds really good. Uh, anything in the slow cooker, I feel like, always sounds, always sounds pretty good. She can't go wrong with short ribs. Matt, we we talk about uh, big picture NBA topics with you when you have you on all the time. We talk about MVP when we have you on all the time. We, we need to spend some time on this <laughs> because it's kind of like the it's the betting topic du jour, at least in the NBA. Just to like frame this for people, like how crazy this has gotten, I have like a bunch of sports books up right now. Uh, Joel Embiid, who uh, was leading the straw poll uh, by margin, was on his way to winning back-to-back MVPs, is going to miss the game tonight and maybe more games. Uh, This calls into question whether he can win MVP because if he misses a total of 17 games this year, um, or a total of 18 games, excuse me, he is ineligible. He can only miss 17. Tonight will be number 10. He can only miss 17. Tonight will be number 10. He is up to nine to one in a couple places now to win league most valuable player. And so the market has gone crazy with the idea that like 
Is he going to come? We don't know when he's coming back. They got a back-to-back. They play Jokic in the second game next week. They play Houston in the first game next week in a back-to-back. What do you make of this? Do you know when Embiid's coming back? Are you betting into this market? This is pretty crazy right now. I don't know when he's coming back. I would tell you that I have a lot of confidence. There was a report right before he came on the air that uh, he's practicing and uh, might be available Monday or Tuesday in Sixers terms. Like everybody might play at some point, but I will say I expect him to play Tuesday no matter what. Uh, It's a home game versus Jokic. There's a lot of ways in this wor- in which this works out for Embiid, and maybe like one of the optimum ones for him is that he is so dominant and looks like he's going to win and is top of the straw poll, and everybody agrees he's MVP, and he doesn't have to like keep it up because oh, I missed too many games. Ah, you know it's a shame. He would have won, but you know he just didn't win. That he didn't actually have to put the the foot down. He's played. I was telling you this before we went on the air. Can he's played in two games versus teams over 500 on the road this season two one of them was a hawks and one of them was a thunder with chet holmgren at 208 pounds at center so great team but big advantage for Embiid there he's gonna have to play some of those they have a number of back-to-backs left their their schedule is not necessarily rest advantageous over the back half of the season um i think there's a very strong possibility he is going to wind up missing too many games for the to win this award all that said like if you're trying to figure out when to, to plan the market wait till he comes back and that if you already have an Embiid position, that's awesome. Wait till he comes back. He will probably win and look awesome versus Jokic because they're at home in a great spot on Tuesday. The numbers will probably flip. Oh, Embiid's back. He's going to play and look at what he just did to Jokic. And then you have an opportunity to get in on whoever else it is that you want. But I will also say that after the straw poll was a lot of like, that was the first moment of in, of introspection on the award, right? Of like, who do we think is going to win this thing? Like, what, what does this look like? And a lot of the smarter analysts were like, you know, I hadn't really actually thought about it much, but man, it looks like it's Shea Gilgis Alexander. So I will continue to say that the best bet in the market is going to be Shea Gilgis Alexander, who has a wider margin than Embiid, I think is right there with him by any measure you want to get to and has actually done things like play versus good teams and beat them and not run up his stats versus the Wizards. So I think there's a very good chance that Shea is probably the best bet right now but I would wait until after Tuesday when I expect the Sixers to beat the Nuggets. A fascinating market right now for NBA most valuable player. Uh, Matt, obviously we don't want you to give everything away here. And look, like Matt, candidly, like he comes on our show a lot. We love having him. We want you to support Matt. So like Matt's got his trade stuff up right now, his trade talks columns right now at the Action Network website, and all his stuff is worth reading. So be sure to check it out on the Action Network website. But Matt, maybe like one or two things. It can be one if you think that's appropriate. Uh, Just like give us a little something here, like a little taste from your column, something that you think could be interesting for our listeners and viewers. We want them to check out the full thing on the website, but something that you think is interesting right now, a little less than a month away from the NBA trade deadline that could maybe flip the betting markets turn them upside down maybe a little less dramatic whatever look i think pascal siakam's the best player on the market that is very has a possibility of getting moved at the deadline like there's a lot of players i think that could get moved but siakam's at the top of it as far as what we know right now with that said uh, his preference is to stay in toronto because he wants the five-year ultramax from them that's what he wants he has is going to be an unrestricted free agent and he has been indicating to all these teams indiana sacramento that they he will not agree to resign doesn't mean he won't but he won't if you're trading for him you have to understand he's going to enter unrestricted free agency and he's going to look around and he'll choose whatever is like the best spot for him he won't commit to resigning with anybody 
upon trade, which I think moves teams that are more attractive for both NBA players and team and guys looking to contend probably into the conversation. And that leads me to the Golden State Warriors, who have Jonathan Kaminga, Andrew Wiggins contract, first round picks, some good young guys like Moses Moody. They have the ability to put together a trade package. I would not be surprised if that's the kind of move that the Warriors look to make as it gets closer to the deadline. I don't know what that means for Draymond Green or Clay Thompson. I don't know what that means for the rest of that org as they try and evaluate everything right now to save a sinking ship. But I will tell you that the Warriors probably have a better chance of pulling the trigger on that deal with their confidence in re-signing Siakam than a team like the Kings or a team like the Pacers. The Kings are also involved in teams like they'll be in conversations if the Sixers try and add a third star like Siakam. They'll be in conversations with the Sixers on bringing in uh, Tobias Harris. They'll be looking at that. Um, the other big name I think is is obviously DeJounte Murray. This has been widely reported. He's a clutch client. So guess what? He's linked to the Lakers. I've heard that the Hawks, if they include Austin Reeves, the Hawks will be amenable to moving DeJounte Murray to the Los Angeles Lakers, but that gets into a power struggle with between Rob Palenka, Jeannie Buss, and Clutch Sports in LA that continues to be very fascinating to watch unfold, not only with roster decisions, but with how to manage coaching with all the pressure on Darvin Ham. Yeah, there was a report earlier today, right? Like Darvin Ham's job is not in jeopardy, but like the, yep. I, the sort of unsaid there is like the fact that, that somebody needs to say that means that like we're in some kind of rocky times for the late, yeah. like, you know, not, you know, and that was it's not like uh, the, the Celtics are coming out saying Joe Missoula's job is secure. And like, <laughs> no, like we're not doing that because they won, won a billion games. Like Chris Finch, he's, he's okay in Minnesota, guys, not on the hot seat. Um, I that was Chris Haynes, right? Tonight. Who's like who's yeah. like LeBron's guy? It's like it kind of feels yes. like, and like Chris Haynes does a great job. It kind of feels like that came from LeBron, that, which is not right. not or a at criticism least like, at all, just like an opinion. Right. Yeah, right. That that camp wanted that report to get out there for, for now, which is all very interesting. Matt, I, we could do games tonight in a second. I want to just read you the Western Conference standings, and I know you know them, but just so our, our our listeners know them, because there's like a very interesting decision point I think coming from a betting standpoint. So you were talking about like the Warriors might add because they need to play better, they need to win more games. The Lakers might add, because they need to play better, they need to win more games, just to even make it in the 10-team, like, play-in tournament field. So the 8 seed right now is Phoenix. We can even talk about that, but we don't have to. So Phoenix is the 8. Houston is the 9 if the season ended today. The Lakers are the 10. Utah, who I find absolutely fascinating, and no one likes them, are 11. And the Warriors are 12. So if the playoffs started today, the Warriors wouldn't even be in the play-in. The Lakers would be tied with Utah for the last spot. Is this as simple as, like, the Lakers and Warriors do enough to get back in the 10? They're obviously trying to do that. Or is something crazy going to happen? Are the Lakers and the Warriors not even going to make the play-in tournament? So I think the Lakers probably have the best chance of kind of stabilizing. Like, look, look how variant this has been where it's like they win the in-season tournament and it's like they look like a title contender and then they absolutely bottom out after. Like, they're a high variancy. They're going to look good. They're going to look terrible. If they're able to add DeJounte Murray, I honestly think that that shifts things quite a bit because that basically what you're doing is it takes D'Angelo Russell, who's a negative that you have to bench and hide, and it gets you into a, a plus starter, Okay. And Austin Reeves, under the radar, one of the worst plus-minus players in the league this season, just as a heads-up. So there might be some addition by subtraction with them as well. I honestly do not think that I can get on board with the Warriors. Like, they are too broken. The biggest thing here is, like, look, if they were still – if everything was like, yeah, well, when Steph and Draymond play, everything's great, and they just got to figure out all the rest of it. That's not this. That was last year. They're losing the Steph minutes. And if you're like, well, well, it's Wiggins. No, no, no. They're losing the Steph-Draymond minutes without Wiggins. Like – 
that's not working. That doesn't mean that Steph's playing badly. It doesn't mean that Draymond's not playing well. It is about simply, it is not working there anymore. But with the Lakers, you do have some positives. They have won the LeBron minutes early, and then it's gotten rougher as it's gone on when Davis has picked it up. So you kind of have a little bit of steam there. I will tell you, like, look, Houston, if you want a team that's looking to add, take a look at Houston. Houston is actively pursuing upgrades. Like, they are not like, oh, this is so good. We're no terrible anymore. Good for us. Like, we're going to make it to, like, 35 to 40 wins. No, they're like, no, no, no. We want to be a playoff team. How can we be a playoff team right now? So they're going to be just as aggressive as these other teams in trying to get in. If you're looking for value in playing tournament or playoff odds, Houston's probably the team I would look at the most. I, just my opinion, I kind of think the Warriors should fire Steve Kerr. Not going to happen, but just like kind of like what I think should happen, maybe to try and like salvage things. Seems like, by the way, make the playoffs, no minus 215 right now for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Matt, I'll let well, Ken, I'll ask you about like your bets for tonight in a second. In about 30 seconds, though, you gave us great stuff earlier on NBA Most Valuable Player. Any other like award take you have here right now in about 30 seconds so we can save time for bets for tonight on a loaded Friday slate? Yeah, I still think Anthony Davis DPOY has a lot of value because even though the Lakers have been bad, they're still hanging out around 11, 12 in defensive rating schedule adjusted. So if you think the Lakers are going to stabilize, and I kind of do, I just think voters want to give it to Davis more than they want to give it to anybody else. Now, look, Gobert is it's obvious, okay? Like best team in the league, best defensive in, player on the best defensive team. It, there is a, a big gap there, and I understand it. But I do think that as Davis continues to make huge plays, they will voters will continue to want to give the award to Davis. And I do think that if something were to happen where Gobert misses some time or the Wolves slide, if there's just a little bit of regression on the defensive end and the Lakers kind of get to back to where they should be, top five, I think Davis is probably the best value. This can be a five-second answer, Matt, before we do tonight. If the season ended today, who would win sixth man of the year? Oh, pass. Uh, I've, I, you know, I would say um, right now, probably Bogdanovich out of uh, Atlanta. That's the probably the the answer. But they're not a playoff team. There's no good answer right. here. That award is yeah. messed up, and I don't know where to get yeah. to with it. Cole Anthony is my best bet right now. Hashtag Jordan Clarkson when the Jazz make the playoffs. That's like all I'll say about that. So I mean, you score like you score like thirty five points a game and they, they win every game, though. right? To be fair, you have to win. Yeah, you have to win enough. You have to win enough. Matt, we have. I I only saved you a minute for tonight's bets because we had so many interesting questions. So you got sixty seconds. The best you can do here. Your favorite bets for tonight. Uh, Utah minus two and a half. Let's go, Ken. I like yeah. them versus the Raptors at home. Raptors at the end of a West Coast road trip. Jazz, the power rating has not adjusted on this, so I, I really like that spot there. I'm on Orlando plus three and a half versus the Magic. Uh, this matches up very well for them, where the Magic have a three have a uh, advantage on the offensive rebounding uh, component. They're better on the offensive glass and actually three-point margin. Anytime the Magic face a team that can't outpace them from three, which the the Heat profile has, Orlando tends to cover. So I like Orlando plus three and a half. I laid the wood with Minnesota minus 13 and a half, but that's 16, no longer playable. And I love under 229 and a half in the game. I'm literally going to be leaving for as soon as I get off this call. Pelicans at Nuggets. Uh, Nuggets have been a home under team. I project this under. There's a lot of uh, trends that support that as well. Uh, I like under 229 and a half for Pelicans Nuggets. Well, I hope if you like bets, that was that was a really good like 40 yeah. seconds. Matt, five seconds here. How much would we have to pay you to sit outside of the Chiefs game tomorrow night? Five seconds. $10,000. I gotta tell you, man. I feel like you are all way low ball on this. Appreciate it, buddy. Enjoy the game tonight. Good luck with the bets. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Uh, and, be, and look, Matt supports us. Action Network app, yeah. Action Network website, Buckets podcast, NBA bet stream from the great, and on Twitter at HP Basketball. On the other side, our NFL bets for Super Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> 
Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, we'll get to our NBA and NHL bets coming up in the final segments of the show. We'll also get to a couple more bets from the YouTube and the Twitch chat. So if you're still you know, in the chats, you're watching the show, YouTube and Twitch, and you haven't yet, uh, hashtag join the conversation. You can do so by telling us your favorite football bet or like, I guess like this is kind of like devolved into just like whatever's on your mind. Just uh, let us know and uh, we'll read it on the air. Coming up next segment, we'll do hit it. We'll hit a couple more before we give you the bets for tonight. But right now, and you know, we, and let's, uh, Alex, let's make sure Sean clips this for the podcast. Um, for people that are looking for the props for tomorrow, uh, just to reiterate, we are on tomorrow morning from 8 to 10 a.m. So the Saturday props will come on Saturday morning show, Sunday props on Sunday morning show, and then the Monday props on the regular Magnificent Football Monday edition of You Better You Bet with myself and Ken Barkley. So no props right now. This will just be side and total analysis with all the updated injury information for the six games kicking off tomorrow in Houston. So let's get to it here. Jake the Snake, uh, lay down that Mario track, please. Super Wild Card Weekend betting sojourn at the AFC South champion. Whoever it is, because that's always what it is. Uh, in this instance, it's Houston and the Texans as they host my guy, Wacko for Flacco, Joe Flacco, and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, side and total of the game, Ken. Cleveland at BetMGM right now, a two-point road favorite. Total sitting at 44 and a half. Uh, Injury-wise here, Will Anderson, a couple limited practices. He'll pro- he'll play for the Texans, I'm sure. Just may not be at 100% with that ankle injury. For the Cleveland Browns, uh, Cedric Tillman, Grant Delpit, both going to miss this game. Dustin Hopkins will, will not kick for the Browns. Riley Patterson will continue to be Cleveland's field goal kicker. Denzel Ward is expected to play per NFL media insider Ian Rappaport. So Denzel Ward, Cleveland's number one cornerback, is expected to play. And they'll need him. Going up against Nico Collins, who's been an absolute monster and on a tear here for the Texans the entire year, but especially since Tank Dell was lost for the season. Ken, side and total analysis, please, for the Browns and the Texans. Yeah, I'll probably, uh, just because it's the playoffs, I, I like to have bets on every game if I can, just because I'm going to watch every game. Um, this game, I, I don't know exactly what I want to do. I don't know if I want to lay two or tease to eight. And which I like more. And obviously, tease to eight, like you, you pay a bigger price. I have to pair it with another game. Uh, that would right now be Dallas. It would also be Buffalo if you could find an eight and a half. Uh, one, uh, two have just started appearing on the board. So I like teasing Houston. I don't know which one I'm going to. I haven't made a, a choice yet. I'm going to do one or the other. And I think I might take this up to the finish line. I think Cleveland's pretty likely to win the game. I do like the idea if the Texans offense is going to get back to full strength to get like eight, eight and a half with like a home team with that offense in the game. They both both sound appealing. I don't know which one I'm going to go with yet. Uh, I'm kind of off the total in this game. I talked to a couple other people like would lean over, not going to bet it. It'll either be lay two or tease Houston with Dallas or Buffalo. I'm not sure which one I'm going to pick yet. Look, you know, CJ Stroud's awesome. The Stroud boys. 
they're back in the right horse, man. This guy's the absolute. He's gonna be. He's gonna be so freaking good. I guess like, how good is he gonna be? I, I don't. I don't know. But he's already, he's already like one of the best quarterbacks in the league as a rookie. The problem though, he can be offensive rookie of the year, and he can be awesome. But I have a question: Is C.J. Stroud elite? I don't know. What I do know. Joe Flacco, elite, Super Bowl 47, MVP, and the people are going wacko for Joe Flacco. Browns laying the two, advancing to divisional weekends. Cleveland, the city of champions, city of winners. Joe Flacco takes the Browns onto divisional weekend. The Browns laying the two for yours truly on the road in Houston. Saturday night. In Arrowhead, about minus 95 degrees. Kansas City, Ken, a four-and-a-half-point home favorite against the Miami Dolphins. Total of the game right now sitting at 44. Uh, we don't know if Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert are going to play in the game. Xavier and Howard, we know, is out. Uh, Mostert and Waddle both listed as questionable. Both getting a couple limited practices in. My sense is Mostert more likely to play than Waddle. Maybe they'll both end up playing. And for Kansas City, not really anything going on here from an injury perspective. Ken? Uh, and also, like, a couple safeties for Miami. Deshaun Elliott and Javon Holland seem unlikely in this game as well. Uh, bets, please, for the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Uh, what I'll probably end up in the, doing in this game is uh, taking the contrarian approach, but doing it at 8.14 Eastern time. Um, so, I, you know, whether the Dolphins guys play or not, everybody's going to see pictures of the field. They're going to bet the under. And uh, I think Kansas City is more likely to get bet more than less. And so if that's going to be true, uh, I think it's going to be wait to 8.14 Eastern and bet the Dolphins at hopefully better than this. Four and a half is like a tough decision. Six would be amazing, but probably the Dolphins for a little bit uh, and the over uh, at less than 44. But I think I'll get way, way, way better when we get to the game because the, the story of the game is going to be how cold it's going to be. I have to believe the price is going to get driven down even more. Um, so probably Dolphins and over, something like that. For what it's worth, like the Bills game, like you literally can't throw the ball because of the wind. There's a difference between that and just it's really cold. Also, you have two like really offensive-minded kind of genius head coaches playing each other in a playoff game. So like the motivations and like the inclinations for both teams, I think you're going to get some pretty creative scoring opportunities in this game, even if the weather's negative 30. Like that's not Mike Tomlin. That's not like Mike McCarthy even, who has a conservative tendency. You know, it's not some of the other coaches that are playing in these games. Like, McDaniel and Andy Reid like I you know cook something up here and the total is going to get driven down a lot so uh wait till the last second Dolphins and over I think that's what I'm gonna do fins up suckers <laughs> yeah man, I mean six be a dream coming up tomorrow night uh yeah like Kansas City offense you, don't call you you really uh, talk yourself into this this is like you've really built this well, thing up <laughs> So, well, and, and listen, like you, you're saying, like not not even I, I said that we were to, two weeks ago. We were talking about this potential matchup. I've had this yeah. circle before this was even a game. Wanted to bet the Dolphins in this game. I'll tell you what, man. We ever get six, it might like make or break my 2024 fiscal year if six ever appears for the Miami Dolphins before kickoff tomorrow night. Uh, Miami for me. You're making a really strong case for the over, and your boy likes to bet. So I mean, well, let's see how far it crashes, and we'll have uh, we'll make that decision coming up. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to bet. You don't want to bet. Like, you like, bet forty four right now. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think it goes like? Like forty one? Like no way, right? In between forty one and forty four. Yeah, like something mega half point less than what it is right now. Maybe, maybe, maybe end up being able to bet forty two and a half, which would be pretty good. You get forty three and forty four. 
All right, so let's let's see what happens before kickoff on Saturday night. Nick and Ken, you better you bet bets for Super Wild Card Weekend. All right, we go to Sunday, uh, in, in a game that like we really like. It's going to be difficult to talk about right now. It's going to be a lot of if this then that. Like choose your own adventure. Turn to page sixty nine, and the wind gusts are hundred miles per hour. Buffalo, a nine and a half point home favorite against Pittsburgh. Total in the game is thirty four. TJ Watt out for the Steelers. Gabe Davis out for the Buffalo Bills. And Rasul Douglas questionable for Buffalo. Like, not great news for the Bills secondary. Also, it might be 60 degree, 60 mile per hour wins, and it might not matter. Yeah, the, the action in this game has been really interesting. Like, at the start of the week, TJ Watt out, I, my first thought would be, man, like, everyone's going to like Buffalo, and the price is going to get that out in their direction just because of, like, the TJ Watt out angle. And that's not what's happened at all because the weather is like totally obscured how people are thinking about the game. Not even that like they're thinking about it wrong, just they're thinking about it differently because the conditions are going to be so crazy. I I just, I never want Pittsburgh at anything like this. I just don't. So I don't think I'm going to lay Buffalo, but let's see how far this drops, honestly. Uh, also, I think Buffalo starting to get into some range of some teasers. So, you know, here's like the dream seven pointer, because I didn't answer that question before, is Bills two and a half, Rams ten and a half, if the Lions go to three and a half in that game on Sunday. Um, and you're able to basically bet like the Bills to win and the Rams to keep it within ten. And I would pay that price in order to make that bet. I'm gonna try to find ways to play the Bills to win the game. Don't really want to bet the side right now. I don't want Pittsburgh in the I don't want Mason Rudolph likely in a deficit in these conditions ever. I don't want it. Josh Allen can at least run straight ahead. At least they can do that. Um, total in the game is probably right because I don't know what the hell the weather's going to be like. That's it for now. No, I did say earlier in the week that I I would if we get to Sunday and the weather is going to be like insane and it's not football and the spread was going to be 10, uh, I'd like the Steelers. It it feels like the 10's not coming back, right, at this point, that we're going to, like, ho- hover in this range now, more than 7, like, more yeah, than 8, nine, less nine than 10. A for a... Yeah, yeah. Some, so some like... of the 9.5's got that back up. So, like, I think you're just we're just in this in-between range, and my hope is just, like, we get in between a little bit less than what we are right now to, to maybe make some bets. So, look, we get to Sunday, and we're, like, fake game territory here, like, and it's just completely crazy, and I can get 10 with Pittsburgh. I'm into that. Um... I do think the Bills are going to win the game, though. I like the teaser thought as well. So let's table this, and we'll have a Sunday conversation. You know, when we know what when we know what kind of game this is going to be, real or fake, depending on the weather. Uh, Sunday afternoon, Ken, in Big D. Cowboys, a touchdown favorite at home against Green Bay Packers. Total in this game right now sitting at 50 and a half. What do you have here for us with Dallas and Green Bay, where A.J. Dillon is looking very unlikely to play for the Packers. Christian Watson, uh, limited practice today. He practiced in a limited fashion last week, too. So, like, I don't know about him. Jair Alexander going to be a true game-time decision per Matt LaFleur. Uh, the bet I liked all week in this game was the over. It doesn't, not that it has to hit or something. It's a very high number, 50 and a half. Just, you know, I think the way I lose is the conservative decision-making by the coaches settle for too many field goals. But I do think the scoring conditions in this game are excellent, especially if you tell me the Packers are going to have like more, more of the weapons than they've had uh, the last few weeks. Um, in ter- so I, I like the over in the game. In terms of the side, uh, now that we're less than seven and a half and like sitting seven in the game, it's either nothing or Dallas, um, who has just been you know, like with the best home team of the last 20 years. I mean, they've just been the absolute best in these games. And you're getting Jordan Love in his first playoff start on the road. And Lafleur, who I think it's okay to have just as many questions about, is Mike McCarthy coaching in a playoff game. You get that tandem, and I, I only lay seven with a team that's just absolutely the nuts at home. 
it's, it makes Dallas look pretty appealing. I think they're very likely to win the game. Feels like a game that's like 10-3 back and forth on the back door. Feels like it's kind of hovering in the in that range a lot of the game, which means Dallas wins, by the way, in that situation. And I hope the over hits. Uh, I think Dallas is going to score a billion points. So maybe lay seven. I'd rather bet the over. Um, that's about it for now. Tease Dallas. At seven? Yeah, I, I like it. I think it goes up a little bit. I love Dallas as a teaser leg. Uh, I... I, I like laying the seven with Dallas. I like the Cowboys a lot in this game. I think Dallas is going to railroad the Packers coming up on Sunday. Uh, Rams and the Lions on Sunday Night Football. Detroit in between a three and a three and a half point home favorite. Total 51 and a half. The big news here is it looks like Sam Laporta is going to be good to go on this game. Practice on Friday in a full capacity. Tyler Higby questionable in the game for the Rams. I'll go first here. Great, like, the public likes the Rams. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, great. Sounds like the public's going to have a great Sunday night because the Rams are going to win the game. Uh, now, Ken, I know what you're going to say here. If the spread goes up to three and a half, I'll let you take it away there. But it's only Rams for me, never Detroit in this particular game. Sorry to the great Lions fans. Uh, I bet Rams three and a half on Tuesday. I think you're going to get it back again when Laporta plays. Or you're at least very close to it right now. I think that's a really, really, really good bet. Uh, I just don't think there's that big of a difference between the teams. And uh, and sure, Lions can win. Lions can cover. Um, I, I think the Rams are a little more likely than their price to win. But the three and a half, I think, is like a really, really good, worth waiting on. Absolutely worth waiting on to try to get the three and a half in this game. All right, and let's close here with Monday Night Football. And we'll talk about this game's obviously more coming up on Monday. But for now, just thoughts. Eagles, a three-point road favorite at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The total in this game right now is sitting 43.5. We don't have a finalized injury report yet, but we can tell you A.J. Brown didn't practice today again on Friday for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, Ken, did practice in full. I don't really have a lot to offer right now. Um, I think the one angle that I kind of like is I'm, we all know Baker Mayfield's less than 100%. He might be less than like 50%. Anybody who watched the Carolina game, I think knows what I'm talking about. He's playing with multiple injuries and he's playing a dominant defensive line who hasn't played like it at times, but can play like it and has insane talent. And if they, and Mayfield's thing all year has been like, get the ball out fast, don't take a lot of hits. That's going to be really tough in this game. And if he gets hit the wrong way once, then he's not going over anything. And he's being aligned because the Eagles defense is terrible. He's being aligned like he's going to have a great game. And I think there's a lot of opportunity to play unders on him. Also, the Eagles can ball control this game like they did the first meeting, which means Mayfield's not going over those numbers anyway, whether he gets aggravates his injuries or not. Uh, I think he's way more hurt than the market prices right now. I just like his unders. I don't know how I'm going to put the side of the total right now. I think we need to, like, let's acquire some more information. My opinion, I'd like to acquire a little more information on some injury statuses in this game. My thought as it stands right now, and I bet the Eagles earlier in the week at a number less than three, I, I think I'm, I think my thought is, I think my thought is, how about that for a sentence, uh, is that three, Philly three is the right number in the game. Like, if it ever went down below three, I would, I'd probably bet the Eagles again. And if it ever went up to three and a half, I'd, I'd probably play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus the three and a half. I think three is just the perfect number in the game. That's where we're at right now. I think we can have, Ken, on Monday, a conversation about the total once we once we know, like, for sure about A.J. Brown. Like, does Jalen Hurts keep practicing? Is he going to be good to go? Is Baker Mayfield going to be fully good to go in the game? We'll get those reports as well. And uh, that's where we stand right now here on Friday at 6.36 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll be back on the air to talk Super Wild Card Weekend <laughs> in uh, 13 and a half hours. So oh, yeah. uh, a, a lot a lot more content for myself and Ken Barkley coming up for football this weekend. On the other side, a couple more of your submissions in the YouTube and Twitch chat, favorite football bets for the weekend, and then our NBA and hockey bets for the night. <laughs>
Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, so thank you, Sadola, before we wrap up the show with a couple more of your bets and thoughts in the uh, the YouTube and the Twitch chats, and then uh, NBA and hockey bets for the night. We had, I mean, five phenomenal guests on the show today. Sam Paniotovich, Evan Silva, Brad Evans, Matt Moore, and who could forget? Kevin Harlan. I was thinking, like, what's, what's the joke I can tell here? And I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm just being, being totally transparent with everyone. I'm burnt. So that's what you get. You just get there's no there's no joke. Yeah. It's just Kevin Harley. Kevin Harlan joined us. And uh and he was he was absolutely, absolutely awesome. So thanks so much to uh to our executive producer Alex Fasano for the for the work today. Uh also shout out to our guy Bill Zimmerman for the help in getting uh our guy Kevin Harlan on the show. Love our guy Billy Z. Our technical director today is Sean, smile on his mouth, hand on his hop. Our engineer is a uh, college baseball betting a better aficionado, Jake the Snake Asan, who's already very excited to bet college baseball this year. And our video producer is God's Perfect Creation, downtown Mike Brown. Coming up after us, a four-hour live betting extravaganza known to you and yours as BetMGM Tonight. Don't miss it after us here on the BetQL Network. I'll say this again at the end of the segment, but just to reiterate, Ken and I are back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. with the Wild Card Saturday edition of Countdown to Kickoff. We'll be joined by Jason LaCanfora, Odyssey Sports NFL Insider. And like, I guess like, like it's kind of like a D-Gen. I don't know if that's a, kinda like, it's like a dirty word, whatever. He loves to bet. He's awesome. We'd love to have JLC on the show. Baldy will join us on Sunday's edition of Countdown to Kickoff. Odyssey NFL Insider, the great Brian Baldinger. Okay. We'll get to our bets for tonight in a couple minutes here, but let's bring our pal Alex back on here to give us a couple more bets from the YouTube and, ch- and Twitch chats. Uh, Jake, can you just uh, can you play the entire thing again? It's it's very short, and I like it. Help! Help! I need directions to Bing Bong Bay. Yes, but the only way to get there is to stop at the DJ Corner. All right, Alex Fasano is our EP and our host. Alex, what do you got, buddy? All right, let's go back to that Twitch chat. Our guy at BMW24333. He's got a lot of bets. BMWs. He's asked me to read this verbatim. So here it is, guys. Well, make sure (laughs) to prove it. Yes, I I was going to say, can we make sure we're not going to get fired for reading this, please? We'll be all good. At BMW24333. Hey, guys, it's me again, fresh off another nice cash on Cowboys first half and Giants money line parlay. <laughs> like, like, honestly, can, can, can you do this again, Alex, like and read and read it like Adele singing, please? Uh, hey, guys, it's me again, fresh off another nice cash. Hello, hey guys, it's me. It's me. It's me. Remember all well, for, the bets you'd like to see from the Remember Twitch all those cash. bets that I cashed in week 18. <laughs> all right, so what is our Here's my favorite like? side. <laughs> what do you like? Well, for this week, we're rolling with Rams money line over the Lions. Rams have the better coach, better quarterback, and familiarity with Goff's weaknesses. Sprinkle some Rams to win the NFC on top of it. Well, I think we don't we don't like like the Rams to win the NFC, but I mean like uh, we we love the Rams in the game. Yeah, I think they're going to win. Honestly, like if you were to take all the long shots to win both conferences, like big prices, um, they're probably like I don't like Houston to even win three games uh, ever. Cleveland could, Pittsburgh can't, uh, Green Bay can't. 
Tampa can't, Philly could, but probably won't. Yeah, I mean, it's like Rams or Browns if you want to take like a flyer and maybe you get to the championship game or maybe you get to the Super Bowl as like the surprise team. That's probably the team in each conference. So like, I, I don't have the futures. I don't own them, but you know, like I, I'd rather bet them to win the NFC than the Eagles or bet them to win the NFC than Tampa or Green Bay or, or some of the other teams or the Texans or Steelers to win the AFC. Uh, and if those bets lose, you can vend my money to my new bookie. <laughs> uh, Alex Wills, we got shout out to BM Dubs. We appreciate you, Dubsy. Let's jump over to the YouTube chat at Jay. Just Jay. He's taking the Packers team total over 20 and a half. Why? Well, he leaned to Green Bay plus seven and a half. In most of his scenarios, he has them going over the team total. Uh, you have a stronger thought here, I think, Ken. You like the over in the game. I I, I, I think the, there's a potential Dallas might railroad them in the game. So this wouldn't be a bet for me. I like Dallas in the game, but you think it's going to be a high-scoring game. What do you think about his play here? So, like, if the total's 50 and a half, so 7 and 50 and a half, 25, 26, that's like a low number for them then. I was like, the score of the game is not 27 and a half, 20 and a half. It's more than that. Is Dallas's team total like crazy in the game? Even uh, though it's seven? So D Dallas's team total, and, and like that, to be fair, like that is Green Bay's. D Dallas is 28 and a half. Green Bay's is 20 and a half. What's the juice on the over for Green Bay? It has to be more than 110 or 115. Uh, like uh, so Green Bay. Yeah. No, minus, minus 15 for Green Bay, minus 20 for Dallas. Yeah, like just just with that in mind, I, I like that. Like I, 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 I don't even like I Green Bay really in the game, and I think I do that. too. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't even know how you get to that. I mean, yeah, sure, I like that. If the, as long as the price is that, like I, that was one of those where I was like, oh yeah, it's twenty and a half, like minus one forty, which you see all the time. You know, if like a baseball team totals, they don't add up. Like the over on the, you know, be lower numbers, but the over will be juiced. If that's that price, yeah, I think they're gonna go over that number more than that more than that price. So I uh, I agree. I, yeah, I like the over in the game. Okay, uh, Alex, do we have any more? Or? We got one more from the YouTube chat. At Greg Radke, Brad's brother. Shout out to Greg. Uh, Jordan Greg. Love, over 249 and a half passing yards. He likes the game to go over in a dome, and his weapons should be healthy. People, people are all over this game. Could have a lot of success. Well, it's... I mean, just look at the teams on a sheet of paper. It's like, I, you know... The, like the, the the way everybody loses all of these is that the coaches are dumb. Like, that's how you do it. It's like, uh, like fourth and yep. two from the 38. Ah, McCarthy's going to kick. Like, that's how you lose like, all those bets. That's when that happens. He know, like, I'm just curious, like, your opinion. This is not like you have to be right. If the Cowboys lose, do you think that McCarthy gets fired? Yes. I... It's a bold handicap, like like what he's gonna do. He's it, not gonna it, change the stripes right? just because of that. I don't think so. Yeah. But like he'll like they'll they'll throw the ball a lot because that's what they've done all year. Like conservative doesn't mean like we're running the ball every play. Like Dallas is at Dallas at home, just passing bananas. Like I mean, just can't stop passing the ball. But still get into those like you know, like you you want Dan Campbell in a game where you need the over to hit. You want coaches like that where it's oh like I'm either gonna get it and create a scoring opportunity for my team or not gonna get it and the other team immediately has a scoring opportunity. Like we're not pinning guys inside the 20, we're not doing that kind of stuff. I worry about that a little in this game, but it seems like the setup is really good for scoring and honestly just like really good for Dallas scoring. Green Bay hasn't seen anything remotely close to this recently. I mean, just I, I, I struggle to see them uh, containing Dallas at all. Ah, uh, there, there it is. I, I don't disagree. Okay. 
Uh, thanks very much to everybody in both the YouTube and the Twitch chats. We appreciate the submissions, and we genuinely enjoy doing this every phenomenal Football Friday. Yeah, uh, reading fun. your favorite bets. We'll, uh, we'll roll it back next week for Divisional Weekend in the National Football League. And thanks to our pal, our executive producer, Alex Fasano, for hosting the segment. Okay, uh, we got a couple of minutes left for bets for tonight. Um, in lieu of doing like bets of steel, at some point we'll we'll have to start doing that again. Mostly because like the imaging's really fun. But for today, let's at least drop the dope ass beat. We'll pay the bills and then we'll decide what to do. Our show sponsor is BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sports books. And BetMGM is their refer-a-friend program. All you got to do, sign into your account and click on the Promotions tab. In just a few simple steps, both you and your hashtag buddy. It's like uh, like Lars and Heavyweights, the buddy system. Buddy. Both you and your buddy will receive a $100 bonus. A bonus. So again, how easy is this? You have your BetMGM account. You sign in. Click on the Promotions tab. In a few simple steps, you and your friends both get a $100 bonus. Details can be found at BetMGM.com. So download the BetMGM app, visit the website, and start winning with our friends at the king of sportsbooks. Uh, all right, Ken, why don't we start in the National Hockey League? Two games tonight. Any bets for you tonight on the ice? No, I mean, I need to I need to root for the Flyers a lot. They've started not – they're scuffling a little bit. Like, I think there's a really good chance they get the last playoff spot still, but that's all they can get. And, and I have a lot of really, really, really big prices on them to, like, make the playoffs and do fun stuff. So I'll be rooting for me against Minnesota. feels like Minnesota's due to start playing better at some point. This concerns me a little bit. But, uh, like, root for the Flyers. It's just, like, a, it's a really lame two games, to be honest. Agreed. I also have nothing tonight in the NHL. But we'll have some NBA bets for tonight, I'm sure. Ken, what do you have rolling tonight in the old association? I, uh, on one hand, I, I get why the Timberwolves got bet out. On the other hand, I, I don't. And I, I like the Blazers plus 16 and a half. I don't care what the score last night was. Why would you care what the score last night was? We care about the score of one game to make a point spread for a and, game. And for, um, for people that don't know, yeah. the Blazers lost by 258 points last night. Yeah, at one point, I think it was 101-58 in the third quarter. Uh, I, great. If that's affecting this point spread, awesome. Now I really like – if that's why it's happening, now I really like Portland in the game. Uh, I really like – my favorite bet tonight by far is Denver, and I just keep waiting. The Pelicans are going to get all their starters, I think. This was a, a big number because the Pelicans were going to have a bunch of their starters out with injury. They looks like they're all going to play. They're off a shellacking of the Warriors. This is, I think, going to go down to five. Really like playing Denver, small number in a home game off a really embarrassing loss to Utah a couple of nights ago. Uh, feels like a spot where you get a really good performance from them. And uh, Pelicans off a great win, so I like Denver a lot. And then the last one, uh, LaMelo Ball is going to make his return tonight for Charlotte. That has caused the price in that market to dip to Spurs one and a half in several places. Uh, I will play San Antonio to, to win that game. So San Antonio, Denver, and Portland. All right, I've got a, I've got two bets and in different games than the ones that you gave out. Um, Houston has been absolutely nails when they've been a big favorite this year. It hasn't been many times this year, but they when they're a big favorite, they cover the spread they're, and they're playing on the road at the Pistons. So this was been bet up over the course of the day. It was seven and a half earlier. Now we're sitting at almost nine. I would still lay the eight and a half with the Houston Rockets tonight on the road at the woeful Detroit Pistons. And uh, you know, I mm, this is one of those where like I don't even want to say it out loud. At some point, the Warriors have to win a game. I don't think it's tonight. They're getting bet on tonight. I don't think it's a terrible uh, time to play them. But. 
I will. Uh, I'll take the three and a half with Golden State tonight, and I'll do a money line sprinkle uh, on the Warriors on the road at the Chicago Bulls, and maybe I'm throwing money away. We'll see. So Warriors and Rockets for me tonight. All right. Ken and I will be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. here on the BetQL Network for the wildcard edition of the show. Ken, I'll talk to you in 13 hours. Yeah, sounds good. See you later tonight, basically. But seriously, it'll be All fun. Right. Tune in tomorrow. Yeah. So, so we'll see everybody tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Until then, wishing everybody minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck.